episode number 56 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you've got um, you've got something you, you probably want to share to the listeners this week. Do you know what it is? You know, I can't believe you're giving me the opportunity to put that out there straight away. So, I've beaten Kyle. I'm the king of the castle. Yeah. I should yeah, have opened talk- up this show, actually. I should have been, let's rewind this. I should have been opening well, like, up. Okay, right. Start again then. Go for it. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm, I'm, and I thought, yeah, do you know what? To come from behind as well. Like a oh, no, mark of a real champion. Absolutely flying past me. Yeah. So, yeah, we should I probably, mean... so, so listeners, we should probably set the scene. Um, so, on Friday night, we celebrated the TRS birthday with a with a beer man we talked about so thanks to those who came down it was good to see some familiar faces and some new faces and we'll talk about the overall result but the big result is that yeah i beat kyle <laughs> jackpot you, <did. laughs> you absolutely destroyed me tom oh man it was it, i mean usually uh, i do you know what? i i'm i'm not i'm not ups- i mean my time is horrendous i'm gonna say like I, that's a personal worst for me in terms of Beer myelin. Like, I ran 12 you minutes. Bucket, you, just, you just cracked under the pressure, mate. <laughs> it was quite nerve wracking. It started it started raining as well, just as we started. And it was, oh, it was who of a cold, cold, cold day. It was brutal, brutal conditions. Brutal for beer, beer, beer drinking conditions. But, yeah. you know, and, you know, I I did a, so the beer mile didn't crack off his pints. This was international beer mile rules, 355 mil. I mean, it's still a lot. It's still too much beer to be drinking on a beer mile. I'm just, uh, it was the, what I find amazing is that when everyone's do that, the transition on their third beer, the amount of burping that's going on is comedy. Oh, not, not even just burping, it was like retching as well. It was like, oh, oh. So I, so the, to recount it, you went out, so actually the overall result, so firstly, big kudos to, our marathon hero, Chris Richardson, who won in, I think it was 7.21. 7.21, that's right. So um, I, I think I, it must have been, he must have been a little bit upset after I called him out last last week with his eight-minute mile. So he's uh, he's only gone and improved his beer mile time to 7.21, so a 40-second PB. But he, so Chris was straight, so we had one... One guy, so Josh, a shout out to Josh who came along. He was doing the ginger mile, but we all did it together. He he was out front, but Chris gave him a good run for his money. But what, Chris, what I will say though is, I thought Josh was doing the beer mile. I was like, this boy must be. Is this boy on crack? Well, he's not on crack. But <laughs> he is. He was crack the only guy not in running gear as well. Is it, I don't even know if he was a runner. I don't yeah. know, but he could. Anyway, I think the ginger mile is definitely. It's not fizzy, which which helps. But anyway, he was out first. Chris went out the blocks pretty quick. You were quite close behind him, but then I could tell when I exited. I came out. I was a fair bit behind you, but after the second beer, finishing that second beer before you, I thought you st- I could tell you were struggling even <laughs> on that second one. Do you know what I think the issue is? Was I ended up trying to surge past Rico, and I think I might just have done that, and okay. then uh, I real I realised. When I got to the second beer, I was out of breath, so I was trying to take in, like, I was taking in all this oxygen, and then I was also trying to take in a beer, and I just, I was just like, I can't get this beer in, and yeah. um, I think I choked as well for a while. Was, I, so literally, I was you choked under the pressure, yeah. I did, yeah, yeah. It was, so there you go. but you know what, it was like, yeah, there was, a, there was a, a couple of, there was no chunders we should add, there was a bit of, a couple of close calls. I thought I was going to go at one stage, and I, I could, I looked around and thought you were going to go. For me, mouse. There were. There was you got lapped. You got lapped by Rico, didn't you? I got lapped by everyone, didn't I? <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I quite lapped you. I think I was. 
Actually, no, well, that's your true, time yeah. was your I, no, I your fin- time was nine nine thirty nine. Yeah. Nathan was nine fifty seven, and I was twelve thirty one. But there was a yeah, there's Scott- a bunch of yeah, the bunch that were. I mean, I think that, I think you were slower than I thought you would be. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, my PB is six fifty. I have you know. So I'm questioning this PB right now. That's uh, this is the, we've got the, the, when when the spotlight's on. He turns out he's got to prove himself. He's over. He was slating me beforehand for my ten minute plus effort to crack off. <laughs> I've, I've, got, uh, <laughs> I've got uh, I've got video proof of me running that time up as well. Okay. I, can't, I don't know where it is, but I'll when I find it. <laughs> you better I'll, find it then. <laughs> so and I, I can't even remember who was who I was doing it with, but and I I've also got a, I've also got an inclination that was with tenants as well, and it was pint cans. So this Not, is where we need to be careful because none of this three thirty cans. Anyway, what what we need to look at though is the beer. The rules are five percent. And I tell you what, when I was shopping for the beer for the beer mile, it's it took me a while to find three five five mil cans at five percent. So rules are it, rules. It, it was three. It was three five five, not three thirty or something. Yeah, there were three five five. The cans we've got. So that's oh, a right question I, I was mulling over over the weekend. These it obviously is driven by these U.S. morons. Why are we? Why are cans three five five? I thought a can was a three hundred thirty mil. Only so the only only the Americans have to have it slightly bigger. Oh, that's maybe why I struggled then. Well, the extra twenty I, mil. I, I thought that ex- I thought was I was I psyched myself for three thirty cans, so that's my excuse. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with my drinking or running. In fact, I have got a big. I did a twenty miler in the hills. Oh, I did a twenty miler. <laughs> my legs were sore. Oh, I can't run with beer in my tummy. <laughs> oh, shut up! I'm, I quit this podcast. Get too much abuse. I got not only on the podcast. I might have abuse I got because I couldn't drink. Just drink it <laughs> to all the bystanders, and I'm like, well, "Why don't you drink? Why don't you come and get involved in this, then, you idiots?" So what? I what's interesting it. to say is there were double the number. We won't go into the numbers, but there were double the number of people who came down to watch than to actually run it. Uh, this, that's terrible. Come on, folks, get involved in. I know. In, we're just creating entertainment for people. Just people came down to you for a laugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, it is quite funny to watch. But, One of the uh, boys who came down, he I saw it on his Instagram story the whole race, at uh, the video, and uh, at one stage you could hear him saying, "Oh, this is rubbish. I wish someone would chunder." <laughs> I think I almost chundered, uh, but then my wife was standing watching me, and so was your wife, and it's yeah. like you don't want to puke in front of your your wife, you know? Like maybe yeah. if it's your pals, and you know, but it's just. Oh God! That's. I mean, I I I must say it was it was enjoyable, but uh, and and kudos to getting a PB. Is that a PB, Tom, for you? Is it nine uh, minutes? I think. Uh, no, I think I've gone faster when I was at uni. But that was. I think on a track would be quicker. If yeah. we're splitting, I'm... if we're splitting hairs, <laughs> you'd be I... on, a, on a track. You know, it was a little bit windy. You know, I'm not quite sure. Well, let, let's see what Run Britain put up as the handicap on that one. You know, that's a, it was not a quick day. <laughs> Did you submit it to Power of Ten as well? So what I have done is I've submitted it to the International Beer Mile as the <laughs> as a as an event. Yes. So this yeah. is like, we talked about this in the pub afterwards. The campaign we need to launch is so Chris Richardson. We want to back him. He he TRS will sponsor him to go to London to represent <laughs> at the British Beer Mile Championships. 
<laughs> I think we should do some. Uh, yeah, I, I think we should have some trials for the beer mile. If we do, if we do go to the British Beer Mile Championships, well, you're you're not going to the British Champs. I'm 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 the I'm the I'm the what do you call it? The person at the back of the field. The oh the sweeper. Last. Call I'm me the sweeper. sweeper. That's mm. my new role. Oh, so man. anyway, it was great fun and it was uh it was cool. We've talked. I feel we've talked too big a game on the Beer Mile that we had to finally do one. So it's exactly. good that we've we've knocked one out. Um, and we can, as I said last week, we may or may not do another one. I mean, I think the format was good. I think a track would be better. A Saturday afternoon on a track and the sun would be better. So maybe we might push the next one, maybe next uh, next summer. But that was yeah. good. It was it was cool. So we can now move on to our bigger bigger event plans for TRS. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to start somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, this week, we haven't really introduction. So this week we've got uh, Morag Miller on, Scottish cross-country uh, bronze medalist and national 5k champion also former we'll go through our cv loads of really stacked cv morag is on fire at the moment so we're really pleased to get her on and we've got a bunch of race results to talk about and uh yeah we've got some rants i guess also in not rambling or anything but apologies last week i think we ran over two hours and uh some of the applications you had to uh download a google application to to listen to the podcast, but I, I do hope you you listened to the podcast um, last last week. Um, but yeah, we're, we'll be sure to try and make it a little bit shorter this week so that we can you don't have to use or download any other apps. Indeed, indeed. So in the spirit of cracking on, how was your how was your training week last week? Apart from, of course, the humiliation on the prom. Well, I'm I'm, just, I'm as I, as we speak, I'm just trying to. I've got this massive splinter in my finger, and the reason I got this splinter was uh, in the weekend I did a, a fairly long run, and I, I got I got a wee bit lost, and I was rumbling about in the in the gorse bushes. So I've got I think I've infected my finger, but I'll be okay. I'll be absolutely fine. I think I need my, my legs. I need to heal. So I had a. After let's say before before the beer mile, I did that that long hilly twenty mile in the sun, and uh, so that was good. And then the following day on the Saturday, I decided to um, to do a big long epic fifty k in the hills. But not only did I do it in the hills, I did it in the just whilst Eurovision was was on, Tom. Um, so I was surprised when I got back at like one a.m. To see all these people still up and looking, curtains were wide open and everyone was watching Eurovision. I thought, oh god! So I believe Netherlands won, didn't he? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> to be quite honest, I'm not sure. Come on, get with the times, Tom. Jeez. So yeah. So other than that, uh, there's not really much else to say about my training. So what was I mean, the inspiration behind this two? Well, I know it wasn't quite the two fifty k's you planned, but what was the inspiration behind that? This is you now. This is the your meat and two veg in terms of training for the UTMB, having big back-to-back long runs in the hills. That's the idea. So there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a lot. I think last last year and certainly a lot of ultra runners do find that back-to-back days can um, can help just just improve aerobic capacity. Um, so yeah, so that was the idea. Just go out and just enjoy the the hills and i got my poles out again for a couple of the bigger steeper climbs and i had cool. my head torch on and uh, i mean the pace was was fairly pedestrian i wasn't going fast 
uh, by any means. It was you know I, on on the Friday or the Saturday. So, um, but yeah, it was it was pretty good. Just went out. Debbie Debbie went with me for the first couple of miles, and she's got a fairly big bump now. Uh, so it was it was quite nice for her to. You know, she was certainly able to keep up with the with me in terms of the pace I was running at the start. So that was that was good. And then uh, I went off into the hills and got the head torch on, probably about eleven a.m. eleven a.m. eleven p.m. and uh, went up towards uh, went towards Pit Ficky and oh, you know, yeah. ran about there for a while. So yeah, it was really good. Um, but I I just felt it's a lot. I mean, I was out for like four hours, you know, just over four hours and. I just hit 29 miles, so almost 50k. But I'll take that. Mm. So, so that, so that was that really. Um, but so yeah, I noticed the, you went. I noticed you went out. So you, what you say? You, as you say, you went out slow. I saw on your Strava, you went out like nine, nine, ten minute miles, something like that. That must be pedestrian to hold yourself back to that. But is that planned? Is that what you're? Is that all part of you trying to teach yourself to hold yourself back for UTMB? Or is that uh, just yeah, your? That was all you yeah. could do after the beer mile. No, I actually felt better than I thought I would, actually. You know, I think maybe the beer mile just stretched out the legs. It was almost strides in disguise, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had my, I didn't have my vapor flies on, although I thought Tommy was going to stick them on, <laughs> but he, he didn't bother. But uh, no, I, I think for me, um, yeah, yeah. What was your question again, Tom? The, the pace, was that, I guess, it's pace, deliberately yeah. slow? Yeah, it, it was. I think for UTMB, it's 100 mile. Like I've said this every episode. It's 100 miles. If you go off too hard, you're gone. Like you, you're, you're not going to complete the, the, the. It's like, it's like a two. You know these people who go out, like say for 400 meters, and the first 200 meters they they go eyeballs out, and then the first, you know, the second 300 meters there, or the third 100 meters there, they're, they're starting to toil a little bit. And then when you get to the last, in, in the home straight, they're all over the place. Um, so I don't want to be that person, you know, in a 100-mile race. I've been there before. At the, <laughs> the good old hardware. Hard it's not happening this time. I want to be there ready. Um, you know, I've started doing a good bit of strength training. So good, uh, good. just to strengthen up the hips and make sure that I'm going to be supple for the, the big climbs and the, the big long descents as well. So... Uh, so yeah, really, the idea for the weekend was just to go off nice and easy, time on feet, uh, and just start, you know, build, just build, build a, you know, a good aerobic base. So I think I'm doing that pretty well, and uh, yeah, still no call up for this GB Trail Champs, Tom. So uh, is less and less like, less and less likely that I won't be doing that potentially Mozart, um, or yeah, maybe finding something else if I'm not going to go to that. So. So yeah, that's that's where I am, Tom. So what about you? I had a good week, thanks. I was so what was I doing last week? I cut back. I, I was racing actually, so I had a bit of a this first start. Of the, the first part of the week was pretty quiet, and then yeah, I put my finally dipped my toes into a hill race on Thursday night. I did the Preston Die Hill Race, and you know what? it was a stunning night, absolutely stunning night out in um just in Tarland, and uh, it was yeah amazing. Blue skies, beautiful views. It's a lovely climb that. And it was a, uh, it was. I'm glad I did it because it was. I've been talking a big game about getting in, into the hills this summer, and I needed to actually dip my toes. And yeah, that was bloody hard. You know, like I went out. You know what? The a few things. If I sort of let's say the three takeaways. One are one is, I fell into the trap of. You look at a field and you think about the sort of road hierarchy, 
and it's a local race, you know most folk on them. You kind of look at where you, who's fast you, and you, you base it on a road. And I found myself yeah. going out not that far behind Hamish Battle. Now, Hamish is a strong lad on the hills. So I should have... Yeah, he's a big lad when it comes to the hills. He's just exactly. a powerhouse. I've got no right going out with Hamish. And I've, anyway, I went out far too hard, and I... I just blew, ran out of steam on the climb, and my and also like my, so take so that's takeaway number one. Need to just pace a bit more and and really just focus on me, not racing it so early on. Secondly, the my calves were absolutely burning. I need to I need to get in the hills more, which I'll I'll come on to because I need to strengthen my legs more because it's obviously something I'm not doing much, but I'm keen to. And then thirdly, descending. Now we've talked about this before. I wasn't as bad as I thought. But there was a kid, right, who was, this kid, I can't remember, Joseph someone from D-side. He was probably, yeah. <laughs> so it's a six-mile race. Um, How old was the kid? Was he like a toddler or was he, uh, no, was he a bit he was, older than that? No, I don't know, like primary three, primary four, something like that. <laughs> no, I mean, he was, I say he was a kid. He was, I think he, he looked about, I don't know what he would be, 16, 17, something like that. I'm not, not sure if he was a junior or not. Anyway, so the race is, let me get the, it's not a particularly, like, it's a lovely little hill. It's, you know, I think it's, uh, what do we do, climbing-wise? Trying to get my stats here. All right, 1,500 feet. So six miles, straight up, straight down, and quite grassy, very runnable. But I tell you what, we took, the, the top bit was, was uh, it was, was gets, well, I would say is the steepest part of it. And this kid must have been, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds behind me at the top, and he uh-huh. absolutely hurtled past me. Like, just schooled me. You would think I was stood still, absolutely moving past me on the descent. Like, and, he, and he put a minute into me on wow. three miles on a descent. And, and it's not that technical a descent, is it's it, not, really? It's not. It's, it's just... But you know what? I got... As I got... As we got down the hill, I got... As you know, as I got more used to it, you get braver. And I'm pushing hard. I'm trying to push harder and go faster. So this is all part of this uh, Project Hill Runner. I'm going to be... I need to... It's all weaknesses, you know, and I'm, I'm going to hopefully get better. But that is the... That is the 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 baseline I'm hoping. So did that on Thursday night. Anyway, really enjoyed it. Um, I was I can't. There was a good a few boys from our club. Right, was there? Hamish was running. Uh, we had guy Dave Jamison was um, up the road. Tom Martin was on my heels. Uh, we had um, Jenny Barand, our former ladies captain. We've talked about here. She won it. We had um, Fat Simpson himself. He won the males race. So yeah really good um but anyway so following on from that we obviously had the beer mile um friday but then yesterday i went out so sunday went out and did uh 18 miles around loch nagar with uh chris richardson and, and robbie simpson so that was really good good to get oh, some decent climbing in there and how, how's your pegs now are you feeling it now or yeah you... do you know what i don't feel as i felt i feel like my legs are pretty tired i mean that's 18 miles and what four thousand feet just under three hours of running and it was it, yeah it was it was that's a big day for for me but it was uh i think thursday was good for me because i was like you know i started the run my leg, my ankles and calves were so tight yeah and they were just like i feel they were swelling swelling up as we were going up and i loosened my shoes a wee bit and it made a big difference and uh really? yeah honestly like Jeez. it was really i think they were still weird. really tight from thursday really weird do you, what do you do do you, do you wear those uh those socks there when you go on planes, Tom. Or... <laughs> the compression socks. Actually, Chris, had, Chris was saying that to me on the run. He said, yeah, you might want to should look it up. Anyway, they look, they, once I loose my shoes off, we, but I think first first time running along in those shoes. So um, really good run. Really enjoyed it. It was misty as hell, so I couldn't see anything. But great to get you know get a few Munros under the belt as well. Um, so, yeah, it was good, mate. That's, uh, that sounds decent. I'm, I'm looking at your, your, wee, your wee profile now, actually, and... Uh... 
Yeah, good good number of weeks, a good bit of elevation there, a good bit of vert, as they call it. A good bit of vert, um, yeah. But one thing I, I did notice, though, was... Um, so, you, both you and Robbie Simpson, Chris Rico, you all went out and you all ran 18.29 uh, miles, I think. Yeah. But you ran 4,000 feet. Chris ran 4,000 feet, or climbed that amount. Robbie only did 3,728 feet. So what, what did Robbie do? Did he, did he uh, shy away from the, 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 the summits, did he? Jeez, you slacker. Yeah, something like that. I, I think, uh, yeah, who knows what happened there. That's just, uh, speak to Chris. Chris is the map expert, the GPS yeah. man. Yeah. But great, I, uh, I tell you what, that's a great, so obviously I was, I mean, I was the, I was being the, the safety geek. I had a map, map in my bag and I was all set. Oh, Robbie knows this route like the back of his back of his hand. I noticed that, so. uh, every, everyone had a bag and Tom takes his holiday bag up to walk in the garden. Right, so I was getting, so here we go, more takeaways. I was getting ripped for that. These boys have got their fancy trail vests on. I bet you've got one as well. I've oh, got yeah, a rucksack. <laughs> it was like a hold all you had with you. Dude, it's the only running rucksack I own. So, okay, like so. It's a bag from so, uh, back, back in primary school, was it? So I need to get so it, it's not that big, but anyway, I need to get a I need to get a, a race vest. Anyway, this is all part of the learning process. Inflamed part... legs. He's got inflamed cankles, and he's got a, a rash in his cankles. back. Cankles. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you honestly, this is a this is all part of the learning process. It's all good. I need to iron out these problems so that when I start racing properly in the hills, I'm not I'm not like a road fanny. I can't. I can't imagine you're good at navigating with a compass and map. Yeah, well, I'm really good at navigating with a compass and a map. Actually, yeah, I am. You're the one who gets lost, mate. I'm a. That's because you stick to the roads. You go. What's all right? Tom's run. Look, looking at all your runs on on the prom, along West Hill on the road. You don't need a map for that. Of course, you're good at navigating. You never get lost because I'm. I'm the one exploring. I'm a. I've I've done a lot of hill walking. I've navigated with maps in the hills. I've just not yeah, run them before. Hill walking, you you've got time to stop and look at a map, and you know you're only going about two miles an hour. I, I cannot can. believe I'm getting a lesson from a man <laughs> who got lost in the hard moors. <laughs> it was dark. It was pitch dark. It was dark. You. It was, it was dark. dark. I was I was cold. I wanted to find the quickest route, so I went over this field, and the field there was bulls chasing me. Jesus. Oh god, I don't want to speak about hard. This I'm getting the I'm getting the the fear again. Oh dear. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I had a good week. So I'm I'm and I'm going going to continue on like that. Hopefully, get a few more big runs in the hills over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, with you. And I've got uh yeah, I don't know. I've got no race on for a while, which is quite good actually. I'm looking forward to just getting batting down to do some get some proper training in. Well, you're more than welcome to come along and show me. Show me how not to get lost. According to you, you can uh, you can plan some routes and and we'll we'll test your navigation skills, Tom. How's that sound? Sounds like a great plan. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna cut. What's this? Uh, I'm looking at your photos in Strava. What's this one of you crying? What's You've got your wee. <laughs> wee. <laughs> That's a cracking fit picture. That. So here's a plug for Tom's uh, Tom's Strava. Follow Tom on Strava and look at his pictures. He's posted some some uh, some fairly Fairly uh, comical, or yeah, comical kind of photos you've got there. But some cracking ones as well. There's Robbie's. What's Rico doing at the top of that on that rock? Why is he lying on the rock? He's uh, he's he's trying to climb up. 
Is he? He doesn't look happy in there. Like, you see, yeah. what we, what what, the, Stick. what it doesn't show is we actually climbed up the face of Loch Nagar. That's what Rico's doing there. Jesus. Up the, up the rocks. He's not having a good time. I think, Rico, you might have to reconsider Larry Grew when you go for that boulder field. So, Rico, for the win at Larry Grew, you heard it here first. Rico, for the win, is <laughs> no, grumpy. I'm not going to set him up with that. I think there's a couple of strong lads running, but I think he'll do well. Yeah, I think, I'm sure he will, hopefully. So, Right, so I'm... I'm I'm rambling on again. So I'm rambling, but before I'm just going to leave it. So that, if joking aside, great route that it was a you know there's a lot of listeners maybe like me, uh, road runners who want to get into the hills more. Um, obviously, take all your usual safety precautions. But if the 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 Loch Mix circuit, 18 miles, it's a great run, really runnable route, really good. Uh, even for someone with cankles like me, it's really good. So <laughs> so all you say, cankles, Will Will Stewart, we've Talk about Will before Will's a, a one of the run for it managers. Will Will refers to my he says I've got chocolate ankles. Chocolate ankles. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. They're going to be solid. Will Stewart has to watch what you say. He's always falling and falling about and that's true, falling actually, into yeah. hills and things. So. Yeah. Anyway, so even if you're like me, that's a good. Route. It's a runnable route. Uh, I would, and it's what if you're up in the in beautiful D side for the weekend. It's worth keeping it worth having a go at that. Yeah. Absolutely, for, absolutely. It's a great place uh, running, uh, you know, and where you were, you were pressing dies near where I live, and Loch Nagar's not that far. It's uh, Royal D side's fantastic oh, for trails and hills. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, hopefully get a wee. Uh, yeah, if you, any anyone does venture this far, then give us a shout, and we'll be. I'm sure we'll be more than happy to to come along and show you the, some of the the fancy trails out in the Royal D side. Indeed. Right, so moving on from our training. So this week we've got, we mentioned this at the start of the show, we've got an interview with Morag Miller. So Morag is Morag's on fire at the moment. So most people will know her from the Scottish Athletic Circuit. She is the current 5K champion, having won that uh, a couple of weeks ago. She ran brilliantly at the National Cross to get a medal. She's won the National Cross in the past. She's got a really interesting background, and uh, which we which she discovered in the interview. So we were really pleased to get her on. And she had a... A pretty rough injury last year as well so it's quite incredible to hear about that and some of the injuries she's had in the past and how she's managed that so really really cool girl to get on really pleased to speak to her and um yeah so here it is what i'll, what I'll lead in and say that i've spoken to morag twice for this so there is a bit of a time jump in the sense we spoke to her just after national cross and then a few weeks over a month later because i was messing about editing anyway so Bear with us. There is a little bit of a time jump in it. Um, you're not, you're not dreaming. There is a, there's a gap there. But anyway, enjoy. I'm delighted to be joined tonight by Morag Miller of Central AC. So hello, Morag. Hi, Tom. Thank you for joining us on the show. Now you're, I'm sure our listeners who, you know, well, club runners will know you well. You're a well-known face on the on the cross-country circuit now, previously the track circuit, you know, really, I mean, really impressive background. Tell us a bit about, about you and who you are. Um, yeah, well, my name's um, Morag and I run for Central um, and I'm, I used to be Morag McClarty, but we met, <laughs> I married Lewis, who's also a Central club member um, back in May there, so I've changed my name, which hopefully has confused people. Because <laughs> um, I've been injured for a wee while and um, yeah, I was a bit concerned about coming back. I think it's a not a natural thing. But then I was like, well, nobody knows who I am because my name's totally different, so I can kind of get away with it. 
But um, yeah, but then I'm out with running. Um, I'm a full-time dentist and um, just live in Larbert with Lewis with our two kittens, and that's it. Very good. I mean, you say because that one thing I look at your background. Obviously, I I didn't realize going back so a really successful track background. I mean, look at some of your records: fourth at the Eurocross under twenty three champs two thousand eight, yeah. just being edged out in a medal. You're at the yeah. Commonwealth in two thousand and six in Melbourne. Yeah, at the eight hundred. Yeah, really impressive yeah. track record: eight hundred and fifteen hundred meters. So, I mean, talk us tell us a bit about how you got into athletics and and your track background. Um. Well. I used to play football for Scotland, actually. Um, oh, wow. And then my, my dad took me to a lot of athletics because he wanted to improve my speed and stamina for football. Um, so my endurance was actually okay. And then when I started running, um, things started to go quite well quite quickly. And then it was Derek Easton Hughes, my coach at the time at Central, and he talked to me about like cutting out the football and actually, I got kicked off the football team because <laughs> um, they don't—they don't—they don't like you. I had to—I decided not to go to a cha- uh, the European champs because I had my standard reads, and they don't like that. They want you to be like all in for football because oh. we've had in the women's senior squad, they had people who actually prioritise football over their jobs, and they thought it was really good that women women had to go from between eight jobs. Okay. Um, so basically, I prioritised my exams, but then they kept me out the team. But then they picked me again for under 19s. So I was getting quite serious in football, but then my higher results were really bad, like on my freelance. Oh but then I, I got to turn it around for the actual final exams. But basically football was kind of like, you can't, you can't do them both because they expect you to put football first and attend all the camps and everything. So basically I had to make a choice and I decided to go for running. For Well, that was one of the reasons, but also like everybody is like super nice in running. Everybody's really nice at the club and then it starts to go really well. And then I actually won the European Junior 1500 metres. Oh, wow. Um, and then that was, I started, um, everything started going quite well then, and then I got like a Nike contract, and at, at that stage, you just you just assume that everything's just going to keep on going really well. Um, but then I got had injuries, and there, was lo- there were loads of issues. I was in the Scottish Institute of Sport, and they had me doing loads of heavy weights. Like, yeah, they had me, it was quite, I know other athletes have had issues with them as well. But they have everybody on the same programme, so they have like curlers and rugby players and all that, all okay. the kind of thing, obviously different weights, but they're on the same programmes, and I basically got massive, but it didn't it didn't help my underlying injury issues, and then it's just been a real struggle since then. Um, but oh, that was back when I was nineteen, and now, now I'm thirty-three, so that's been yeah a long time. So. So what injuries did you? What were the injuries you suffered back then? Uh, I had I kept on like I used to always like and when it hit the summer I used to always like get wee hamstring strains. Okay. So that was mainly what we we're trying to target because actually before the European Juniors. I had a strain in my hamstring and Derek was like, oh, don't tell them, just go over there, have a really easy week. So I didn't run that week, hardly. Got lots of physio, got us through the race, but I wasn't I wasn't great at all. Um, so it was to try and like, make my hamstring stronger, but it just made me big. And then when I hit the track again in the summer to try and do stuff, then it, sort of, it kept on happening. Okay. Yeah, but since then, my hamstrings are actually really good, but I've had so many issues. I've had Achilles tendinosis, Achilles... Uh, tendinitis, I've had like steroid injections, stripping injections, I've had a stress fracture, I've had um, hamstrings, a biceps femur, tendinosis, which I had a steroid injection for. And then my latest thing, which has been the most serious thing I've ever had, um, which is what I've just come back from, was I had a patella tendinosis and um, that I got told, this was a year past January, I got told I would never run ever again. Um, Oh God. So that was that was really that was really scary. Like I'll never remember, I'll never ever forget that. It was the fourth of January, and I went along from a, a scan, 
um, and I got <laughs> I thought oh yeah it's going to be bursitis or something they'll do something about it I saw the, the consultant radiologist and he was like this is the, one of the most severe patellar I've ever seen he says I don't think you're going to be able to run again oh, and I was just like I was so shocked and Liz took me on the appointment we're driving home and I just I just burst into tears so I was like what are we going to do <laughs> Um, so he put, he put a spare injection in it, that didn't work. Um, and then I got, a few weeks later, I got a different type of injection, a prolotherapy injection, and um, that didn't work either. That actually made things worse. And I'm just, it's pure fluke. I managed to find someone who does a certain type of treatment called shockwave. And that's something that, that's basically, that just, that's just turned my life around. So I was out for, I say five months, it's actually longer than that. It's near six months. Oh, um, not doing anything. I had to do arm-only swimming. That was the only thing I could do. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, but that's really scary when someone tells you. It's not just an injury. Like, oh, you'll get, you'll have this time, you'll get back. It's just been, uh, yeah, that's been pretty. So that's why this comeback's been, like, better than any other one because I never thought I'd get to do this again. So. Oh, and what a comeback. I mean, I guess we'll come back. I mean, well, I might as well jump onto it now. So last weekend, and a fantastic result then. So... That must be amazing. I mean, any time to get a result like that, but to come back, I didn't realise your issues were so, you know, so bad. To come back and, and medal at the national champs in a stacked field, that must be brilliant. Yeah, no, it was. It was absolutely awesome. It was such a nice day. Yeah. Uh, it's just weird. It all kind of like came together, and then obviously you, you touched on it last uh, your last podcast. But the guys, the central guys, it was a big uh, weekend for them because they were going for breaking the record the nine in a row they had. So yeah, it's absolutely awesome, and then there's massive fields as well. The support was absolutely incredible. Yeah, it was some weekend, and it's interesting. So you talk about you mentioned there the central guys, and that's and that's one yeah. thing actually in central as a club. So you know you've been you've been there by the looks of it at least in your part ten at least fifteen years. You mentioned you came in um, under Derek Eason. What's it been like being part of a club like that for such a long time, and and how have you kind of felt evolving? You've obviously been so successful on the track, and then moved really successfully as well onto cross country longer yeah it's been kind of weird because i um i actually left so i've always run for central but i actually left training with the club so i was actually trained uh, i went up to train with liz because i was in dundee it's kind of difficult to get back all the time okay and my running was really struggling so i was actually with liz mccallman up for a few years up in dundee mm-hmm. and then um i tried to come back to central but there wasn't that keen so i ended up with andy young for a year but that wasn't working out at all and then I met up with Lewis, it was totally random, and that's, we started going out again, because he's like, oh, come back to the club, it'll be fine, come back, it'll be fine. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've come back and it was, it's been really good. The club is just like, everybody's like so friendly, it is, it's like, I know it sounds a bit kind of like, a bit twee, but um, it's like, it's like a family, the guys, they're not loads of girls at the moment that are running, because a couple of girls that I run with there, they've recently had babies like about a year ago. Um, so there's not loads of girls um, that are running. Um, it's mainly the guys that I train with, but they're they're so lovely. They actually like treat me like I'm one of them. <laughs> and then when we meet up with Sunday runs, like sometimes I'm a bit behind, but like, one of them will always come back and go, like, "How are you getting on?" And I'm just like, <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Come on, I can't, I can't imagine you get dropped that badly by it. I mean, you're, you're shifting. Well, it's not badly, but just when they're like, for instance, like, Gucci is back. He's oh, right. back, he's been back for a few weeks, and then he's like running along, and then they're all like wanting to chat to him and that kind of thing. So I'm just like, I'm just like, <laughs> nice. I mean, plus, I'm, I think, you know, as you get older, you mm-hmm. might, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but the first couple of miles, I'm just like, no. <laughs> And then once you get into it, you're fine, but it takes longer and longer as you st- as you get older, I think, just to get into a run. Because like, by the third mile, I'm fine, but suddenly the first few miles, you're just like, yeah, you're not going to hit sub seven. You're just going to be like, mm. oh, that I, I was for me. That's been the worst part of, of entering thirties. Is this uh, the last few years? Is is the start? How long it takes me to get going in a run? It's uh, yeah, it's grim. I because Ross Houston, um, Liz just run with him sometimes in morning runs, and Ross is like, oh, 
if you went sub eight in their first mile in the morning run, he said that's an achievement. <laughs> that, that is so reassuring from from guys like that. And that's that, that's. I know, good to hear. yeah. He's a machine. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it was good to see him back actually on on Saturday. I know, yeah. Really I don't think he was too pleased with his run, but it's really nice because he came back for. That's what Central's like. The guys will come back for the team. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, when so, so so I mean you you obviously that you had that such great success in the track. Just to go back then, talk about. What was it like on running at the Commonwealth? I mean, that must have been an amazing experience. Yeah, oh, that was incredible because there was quite a lot of press about it at the time. It was in Melbourne, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like weird because see, oh, sometimes it's like, it's quite difficult because see when you were young, like I just assumed everything just happened. Like I never, I didn't train, I only trained once a day then. And I, it was weird like because I won the European Juniors and then there was like Jess Ennis, Greg, there's five like medals of that one. There was Jess Ennis, Greg Rutherford, there was a relay team. There was me, and then there was Emily Pigeon. Oh, cool. um, she she trained pretty hard. Everybody knew that she trained really hard, so we were, it wasn't a surprise. She retired early. She struggled quite a lot. Um, and then sometimes sometimes it is really hard because you look back and you think, oh, they've they've achieved this, and you sometimes think, oh, I'm like working full time now as a dentist and mm. and they've all like they've both like Olympic gold medalists, and you're like, what's happened? <laughs> um, but yeah, like that Commonwealth Games was amazing. It was, it was. Again, I got injured before I went out there. Oh, um, no. But it was, it was just a really good experience, and it was amazing because I mind the it was a, it was a couple of days before the eight hundreds, and we, I saw Maria Matola doing a session. It was actually a really similar session to what I do, but she was obviously just striding out. But I was like, I was like doing that really dodgy thing when you know you like time someone. I don't <laughs> yes. actually I don't know what about. But she was in the same time as I was doing. But obviously she was just like jogging. But I'm like, oh, she's in the same time as I do that. <laughs> but it was like paying for a race, so she's like probably just like telling. And I'm like, oh. but it was, it was really cool. That must have been cool. And like, and that and and even you know looking at the results close to home. You know, again, I didn't realize how successful successful you were. You know, fourth at the British Champs, the 1500 in 2010. I mean, was that, oh, yeah. was, yeah. was 1500, that your real sort of uh, forte? Yeah, I'll always be disappointed because I don't think I'll get my PV down on that. But when I did get my PV, it was like a race, I, spent, I stepped on the track, I was so disappointed with it because I felt so good after it. I think I just, yeah, it's one of those races I'll always be like, oh. but yeah, I should. my PV should be lower than that. It's just one of those things that, yeah, I, I, although, like, so I've, I've just turned 33, but some of those things that I don't think my legs are not 33. I don't think they might have been injured. I don't think I'm like, oh yeah, they're 21. <laughs> <laughs> they've not done. They've not done like 33 years worth of running. Or, um, but yeah, I, I don't think 1500. I think I think it's my best PB, um, but it's not my distance anymore. I think I'll be like longer. I don't really know goals wise because my body keeps surprising me. It's weird. It surprises me sometimes because it's just so rubbish. Because but then at the moment, like the basically the treatments that I get now, like. The woman that's helped me out, I'm just confident I'll be able to stay in one piece now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting rather than keeping on breaking down and having problems. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be good. Um, but yeah, I don't know what medicines. I'm, I'm just constantly surprised. And this is just that my main aim was the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've not really sat down and had a plan yet. I've just taken a few days. I'll say a few. It's only three days off. Um, and I was back doing a couple of runs today. So I'll see how things are. But yeah, I've been eating way too much. So I'll <laughs> see what I'm like for the next few hours. I mean, so yeah. so the, obviously the track is so you know again on the on the cross country national champion in 2017, short cross champion in 2011. You were also mm-hmm. third in 2015, East District champ a few times, including up here in Aberdeen when you absolutely ran away with it in Balgownie. 
really successful in cross country. What about the road then? Because we, so I obviously I saw you run in Ribble Valley really well in the end of the year. <laughs> oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't remember what happened that race. After that race, I was just like, oh, I'm in trouble because I was like. But then what happened was then Lewis and I we sat down and looked at my training, um, and I'd had interruptions. Like obviously I'd not been back that long because basically from coming back from like an injury that's been so bad. I mean, the first time I saw the woman that helped me out, basically, um, she doesn't want, she like, basically, she doesn't, she wants people to know about the shortwave treatment, because shortwave treatment is, like, amazing for tendons, but she doesn't want to be flooded with people um, getting in touch with her. Okay. Um, but, yeah, but basically, um, she, uh, she was basically like, oh, get back running, and I was like, I was like what? Um, and she was like, oh, yeah, she's like, you can just start running, like, from today. And after, like, months of, like, not running, I was just like... I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, no, just totally. She's like, you'll be fine. So I, I was honest, it was like a minute, was, you were talking about jogging. So it was like, why don't you do like five by a minute jog, a minute walk? And it was so nice just to be able to actually jog because I was in pain like every day, like walk, even just walking on the flat or sitting down or driving or and it was waking me up from sleep and oh, no. I wasn't improving for that whole like five or five and a half months and I was just like, it was... It was pretty bad. Um, so then building things up um, took quite a while. I had to do it like really gradually. And yeah, when I when Lewis and I sat down and had a look, I'd, I'd been really surprised at like the results I got from early on in the cross country season. But those races were all really short. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had been hoping to run fast at Ribble Valley, but then it didn't happen. And then Lewis, Lewis was like, "Oh, I don't, like he, I, I had been really ill before a few weeks before that. I'd actually, and I'm never off work, but I had actually, I had actually been off work." Um, and I think, do you know that thing where you think, oh, you you think you're feeling a bit better? Mm-hmm. So then you just come back into running. So I did that, but like, and you know how you tell everybody, oh, no, just take an extra couple of days, but you never do it yourself, do you? No, never. You <laughs> never listen to yourself. And then, I don't know what happened. So basically, I just don't think I had enough endurance. Like, I think my 10 KPV should be a lot better than it is. But, but remember how it's weird. Everybody runs really fast, but it's not flat. It's quite hilly. Have you ever, have you ever done it? So no, I didn't. I've, I was supposed to run, but I was I missed it with an, an issue. But I'm, Fiona was to tell me about it. And she was saying it's and Kyle has run it before, and he was saying it's rolling. It's rolling enough that it's it's quite quick though. You can carry the pace through the yeah. downhills into the uphills. Was his feedback anyway? Yeah, yeah I was just like, <laughs> I was running around like hating Lewis. I was like, why am I even doing this? Kind of <laughs> it's not a fast run. But then obviously it is because people are flying around and he's like, oh, it's obviously just you. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it feels like, because I think if something's hilly that you're never going to go as fast in the downhill as, like, the, the downhills don't even out the, the uphills, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But people, but people obviously do, obviously, as much as you mean, because like, there are loads of fat, like, loads of people PB and loads of people run really fast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, and like, that nasty wee bit, you know the bit at the end? Aye, that up like, long that drive. And it comes up, and that, that finish lasts forever. It's <laughs> like, you see the wee numbers, and you're like, oh, this seems so fun, hey? Because I was stood, I was stood on that straight, and actually I was stood just up from Lewis, and I could see yeah, everyone yeah. come, everyone coming in, and everyone looked pained coming up that straight. <laughs> no one that they were enjoying. You when it's like a grimace and not even just a smile, it's like are they smiling? It's like no, it's not it's grimace. <laughs> exactly, but I mean, so you so you ran thirty five flat essentially. Then that's um, I guess it's in terms of the you know in Scotland, it was a, it's a pretty. Last year, I guess it must have been one of the quickest times. So if you've got more in the more in the tank, that's really, I guess that's really encouraging to for moving forward then. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I don't really know where that where I am at the moment because I am still like kind of I, I am still coming back. I, I don't know. It's really difficult. I don't know if anyone 
you know when you're like really good as a junior and I feel like if I look back at my running I'm like it is, it is quite disappointing about what like compared to where what the trajectory oh, you would, be, would go yeah to where I am at the moment now so I don't I don't really know with consistent training I don't because I think when you're older I think you have to put a lot like more I think I've put more work in now mm-hmm. than I ever did as a junior to get results which which I'm fine with because I, I like I'm not like, scared of hard work or that but then sometimes you think I don't know it makes you feel maybe I think I just was I just was lucky as a junior I don't know I don't know what to say I, know I don't know mean, what's yeah. going to happen in the future but yeah it's hopefully with consistent training because things do get better all the time mm-hmm. and before before nationals I was having to like cram a lot of training and so normally I use what what Liz used to do so basically she'd give you like three hard weeks of like double day running mm-hmm. um, and then you'd get one week like a recovery week where you're just doing one run a day okay um but leading up to nationals, I was like squeezing it in because I was like, I have to try and catch up. So it was basically five weeks on the trot. I was totally hanging on for that last week Oof. before nationals because I was like waiting for my taper week. I was like, oh, so I mean, like the last run, it's a Sunday run. So I was up to 50 miles, like I put up to 50 miles on a Sunday. And then uh, we're running along and Lewis starts singing and he starts singing, do you like Europe song, like Final Countdown? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, he starts singing, it's like the last like couple of miles of a run. And I was like, I was helping, but then I was like, He's still too fresh. He's actually starting to make me feel worse. <laughs> He's just like <laughs> running along saying that. I'm just like, just have to shock my position. <laughs> but no, nah, he's a massive help. He does feel healthier, I would. So you talk, so you're, I mean, you think you talk about age, and for me, if you're at, so 10k now, you looks to be what you're running. Also, I'm going to put it out there. I remember a couple of years ago, I was down running the hour half, and you ran that. And I, I, oh, yeah. I, seem to, I seem to remember. I think it's, I heard from someone afterwards you didn't enjoy it that much. Is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise recently I was like, I was running past Lewis and I was like, I didn't realise Derek and Mary, Mary say Derek's partner. I didn't realise they were there. I don't normally like swear in front of loads of people, but I was like, why, why am I doing this? Because <laughs> I was like, um, but it was not the best day. It was like, it was horrible. Uh, I that know, day. That, that battle on the hill, you're running like totally into the wind. Yeah, I remember that. And I, I was, I was, it was a bad, like it was a bad run. Lewis is like, oh. so like sometimes that's the thing. Like see, on big races, I do tend to do well, but some, I do have some shockers in there, and I don't know. But that's the same again. Like so, basically, I had a lot on then. So basically, I just moved in the Lewis. Um, so I'm just straight after nationals, I moved in the Lewis, and then I didn't take enough days off work, but I took some, like I took a few days off running. Mm-hmm. But it was just like so much stuff going on then, and then I had that shocker, and then I went down to Loughborough because I went to do them to counties, and I had a shocker at that one as well. And then I just I told I got totally wiped out, you know. If it's it's not because like from training I just had so much stuff on at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that have you have you ever had like that ups, you know, the unexplained underperformance? Oh okay yeah, that's it. I don't I've know. Never, I've never I was heard of that. I was that's just cool. so wiped out, so tired. I had to take quite a few weeks off running, and I just yeah. And then so that was that season. That was that summer season. And then I got back, and then yeah, and then my, like my knee. So that was like all last year, right? So I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm just like a cross country runner. Um, I hopefully can get um, some good times on the roads, but I think it's just been the timing. Like it's always mm-hmm. happened to me coming up the summer, but I'm a bit more confident now that I can stay in one piece. Um, well, fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll see. yeah. So I mean, so talk us through then a, a kind of typical week of training for you. Then you mentioned that you 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 like to do it in kind of almost blocks with down weeks well how do you when you're say you're what sort of training have you been doing over the last uh let's say four weeks in the build-up to the national what sort of sessions do you like to do um so we went it's been a bit 
it's been quite hard because my legs have been quite um, quite tired. Because basically, when I got back from like I was doing arm only swimming, then I was doing cross training, then I was doing cross training and running, mm-hmm. and then I was then I, I only started putting in double days after. Well, I started on like in the in the holidays, between Christmas and New Year, and then started building up the mileage from there. Mm-hmm. So it's been quite it's been a bit steeper than an ideal I would have liked, but nationals is what I was aiming for. Um, so what we do is we do like the sessions on Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday will be tend to be my easier day, and I'm not I'm not a fan of mornings. So morning will be a shorter run, and then I'll do my longer run in the evening. Um, so central sessions you don't we don't we turn up on the Tuesday Thursday and we don't ever know what the session's going to be before we turn up. Even okay. <laughs> so, on on Tuesdays. We in the winter we go we start from Stirling High School and there's only like four sessions it's going to be there's like a 400 meter square loop there's an 800 meter like triangle loop going around there's a mile loop and then I don't know if you've ever heard any guys mentioning it but there's the horror of hills it's like it's called Bangi and it's up it's up the back of Stirling Castle okay and it's absolute uh, yeah so the guys go right up to the top it's I don't know how long it would be it would be like over two minutes. Okay. Um, basically, that's they're like they're made of strong stuff. They, yeah, it's, it's, and we we think the, the hell that we do up like to the last lamp was we think that's bad, but they go up another. They go around a tight corner. It's just yeah. So it's like, but it's like even when you drive past it, it does look bad. But then you know you're on up a hill. It's like yeah. Yeah. So that must be what's that like then going towards not knowing what the session is till you get there. That must be uh, that's uh, that must be, that must be difficult. I know, yeah, sometimes, because sometimes, like, there's a lot, I've always struck, do you know that thing when you're really, t- like, tired because you're cramming in training, like, you know when you're kind of on the brink of, like, overtraining, mm-hmm. and your motivation is, like, not great, that's what's so good, like, that's what I love about the training, because when you turn up to train, there's always someone there, like, there's always people to run with, like, so, um, but then on Tuesday, sometimes, when you you think, because, like, there it used to be more predictable, like, so before, like, nationals, it's normally, like, the, the square, because that's, like, a shorter session, um, like the 400 meter reps so we do it like in a relay like so like you'll pair up with someone and you'll do but i actually really like the winter training because there's no pressure i think like a year for years and years we trained with liz on the track like it was liz's training was so hard because you're doing three sessions plus you're doing a tempo and circuit wow. yeah it was so it was really really intense um but um with like central like you're on the road so it's not I don't know, I just really like it because you're just, you're just concentrating on the effort, you're just concentrating on doing it. But some sessions you do, like you do feel, oh, I'm really not in the mood for this. And you're like, oh, if I'd known it was going to be this. <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah, but, yeah. But maybe that, I think that, that's, a, that's why Derek says he doesn't tell us. But you would always turn up. It, wasn't, it wouldn't be like you wouldn't turn up, but um, yeah, it is. I guess that's some the... sessions are not, there's, are not, and some some sessions are quite tricky to get your head around sometimes if you're, if, if you're not, um, it's because some sessions, like there's one session in particular that I used to be really good at when I was younger, when I was like more like, kind of speedy. Mm-hmm. But now I'm a totally different athlete. I'm, I'd say I'm a lot stronger, but I'm just not. I'm not fast. So. But that, I guess that'll that'll benefit you moving on to you know as you, uh, focusing on that if you are going to focus, I guess, on on 10k and and uh, those sort of more endurance distances. Then. Yeah, that's why. Like, I was really disappointed at Rimba Valley actually, because it just makes me wonder, like. Because I don't think, and I, I, I know I'm kind of getting branded as a kind of like cross-country runner, but I just feel it's like being the timing. And Liz is starting to like say, like, oh, you need, he's like, oh, you need to get your... Because the reason, the reason actually I entered River Valley is because he was looking up like Perry 10 and he looked at my, P, my 10K PB and he laughed. And I, 
And he was like, is that your PV for 10k? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, you need, you need to get that sorted out. So, uh, I've like, got to right, say, sorry. I was I was actually shocked when I saw it. I, I When I looked on your Power 10 today, I didn't realise, for some, I I assumed you'd run low 34s. Yeah, you would think I would have, and I don't, I don't know, yeah, I've not, but to, to be, yeah, to be fair, whenever I've done 10Ks before, it's always been when I've been coming back. Okay. So I did like the Inverness 10K. So that's why Ribble Valley, I've had more training before that than I've had before other ones. So looking back, although I hadn't done a lot of sessions, I still would have expected to run better than that. So mm. I guess I'll be keeping on doing more 10Ks. <laughs> yeah. Until we get a time that doesn't get laughed at. <laughs> you should do. I mean, you're as a central athlete, I'm quite. I'm actually also shocked that you've not, uh, you've not been pure pressure in running and smashing the Sterling 10K. That's such a good race. I know, because what happens is we tend to. I tend to have a break at the end of the summer, and then like Lewis and I, like Lewis and his dad, they've like a like a timeshare in Lanzarote. Um, oh, cool. And I don't know why, like, for some reason, I just can't, I can't handle the heat. So when we go over there, my training just goes to, I mean, often just come back and it's like just before that. But I think I need to get that sorted out. I need to get that injured because that's, there's no, that is a flat, that's a flat 510k that. So. It is. I know many people. Who no, no hells there. there. <laughs> no, and it's, it's, uh, is it not, it's Scottish champs, is it not? Scottish uh, yeah, 10k they're, champs. They're it is at the moment still, but I'm not sure what the talks are at the moment because they're still, like, they're struggling. Some other 10k's get into, like, um, higher entry, num- like, entry mm. numbers than 10k the Stone 10k but yeah okay. they need to get on the promotion and try and get it out there because it it's a really it's a great race yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. we've got from Central down so well hopefully you're injury you're injury free then tell us a bit more about the issues and, and some of the therapy and, and what and changes you've had since then that you think have, have helped yeah I've had quite a long list of injuries so often there were like hand pension problems or Achilles problems I actually ended up getting a stress fracture I don't really know how that happened because I don't, I don't, I've never had any issues with like bone density or anything like that so I had that checked out um, but yeah even like before I won the European Juniors I was having pro- real problems with my hamstring and had a wee strain and all that, that kind of stuff and it was they were just recurring injuries anytime I'd get into speed work it would just it, it would hamper my training quite a lot because I used to be quite a bit faster then than I, than I am now <laughs> um, but yeah but then I found this amazing physio um, Jane who totally um she identified, she, she did lots of work with my pelvis and then she actually identified that I had like a gen, most of the time if you've got a leg length difference it's because your pelvis is checking for it, but she actually identified that I have a genuine leg length difference, so basically she tried to check pelvis, it kept on slipping back out, so I've got orthotics now which I wear pretty much all mm. the time, um, which, and it's, so my leg length is, uh, I can't remember how much it's difference, like, anyway my left leg shorter. Um, okay. So yeah, so basically I wear those, and it totally uh, yeah. It basically, since then I, I corrected loads of those issues, but then I was able to get back training consistently, and then that's when my my biggest scares happened. That's when the, the issue with my knee happened, and that was back at the start of uh, twenty eight. Well, it was the end of twenty seventeen, and that that all started off. So that was quite scary because then that was like when I had a scan, an ultrasound scan, and it showed that my patellar tendon was really it was, had degenerated a lot. So I had really very severe patellar tendinosis so that's quite scary that mm. um, and on the so the leg length thing that's had nothing to do with that is this a completely separate issue is that yeah well another thing as well actually is that um i sometimes have problems with my joint so i was referred to rheumatology like years ago um and i haven't still have a couple of joints and they swell up between my left wrist and my right ankle so they actually think i've got like a mixed connective tissue disorder they're not sure but it's worse than the cold and that kind of thing. So I'm not. Uh-huh. I, I basically I've been really lucky. Like obviously I've been injured the past like couple of winters. I've not 
well, well, I was interested before that, but um, I've been quite lucky that that's not. But Jane Rufuso, she does something called craniosacral treatment, and she thinks that's been helping like all over my body. It's, I don't fully understand craniosacral treatment, but it does. It's amazing, and I think it's probably largely that as well. But um, yeah, you know, I just have to keep on top of things. But I think my tendon, I'm on my views, and I'm on my GP. She thinks as well that I'm just a bit more liable to pick up things. But I don't think it's anything biomechanical anymore. And I think it's just the way that my body is because my I feel like you know Raynaud's that like, your hands are super cold yeah, that, yeah. And that all that stuff all that stuff is linked loads so I think unfortunately that's just my tendons are a bit more susceptible to maybe getting problems so and that's um yeah and you but oh, it's good then that you said you're the you're, you're obviously you're beyond the men but the knee the tendonosis last year that sounds actually quite scary I mean how did you so and obviously you've eventually come to a path take us through that and the recovery from that Ah, uh, yeah, that was really bad. So basically, um, I saw this consultant radiologist. He's he specialised in sports radiology, um, and I just think that you like always remember the date. So it was like fourth of January, uh, twenty eighteen, and he did a scan. And I thought, I thought, oh, it was it started to get really sore when I was running, but it was keeping me awake at night. It was waking me from sleep. It was sore doing everything, sore sitting, like sore with my knee bent. It was sore to drive. It was sore to walk. Oh god! But I was like, oh, I must be a bursitis. I was like, yeah, he's gonna just inject the steroid. I'll be fine. And then he looked kind of like kind of quite serious. He's like, I've got quite, some quite bad news. And Lewis came with me, um, and because like, we had to do like a basically went private to try and just basically find out what it was. So he basically did ultrasound, and he was like, oh, this is very severe patellar tendinosis. And he was like, so he, he said basically heart, patellar tendinosis is a heart sign diagnosis. Like he said you're actually better breaking a bone, because tendons are just really difficult to get to to heal. Um, and basically on the scan, I can't read all. I don't know how to read all the sign scans, but there's lots of red on it. Mm-hmm. So basically, a tendon is supposed to be like a collagen. It's just supposed to be fibres, um, like fibres of protein um, mm-hmm. that attach, um, basically attach your muscles, attach your quad to your your um, well underneath your kneecap. Um, so that was yeah. He basically, there's lots of like blood vessels in it, and there shouldn't have been. So what happens is you as it degrades, these blood vessels start growing in and round about the the tendon, um, and there was just loads. There's just loads of red all round about it. Um, and he was like, this is very severe. And I basically was like, oh, what do you think you should do? So I would, round about the 10s, I would never get anything done not on drugs sound. And he's basically like, look, I can't. He said, you might. And at that point, he was like, look, there's a very real possibility that you might never run again. Um, and then he was like, oh I would God. recommend getting a steroid injection just to try and calm it all down and then see how it goes. He said, but that's not going to help it. I think you should come back in a few weeks and get a dextrose injection. Um, and that's what's with that's it, sugar. And you, you actually... You don't inject the steroid into the tendon, you inject it round about the tendon to try and calm down the inflammation, but the, the dextrose goes right into the tendon, um, and the idea of that is a um, sclerosing therapy, so it's sclerotherapy, and it's supposed to get in there and close off all the blood vessels and allow the, the tendon to start healing, but it irritates the tendon. And I actually found that the knee didn't really get any better after, like, symptomatically, it didn't get any better after the steroid injection, and then it was late February that I got the dextrose done, and it was really sore. Because uh, you do it with local, but then after the local wore off and it was so sore, my knee was like visibly bigger. Oh. Um, and then it just set it off. It got really hot all the time. And remember those snow days, like the beast from the east? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I started to try and clear out loads of snow. I was only doing it for a couple of minutes and that totally set my knee off. There was loads of things. Like I couldn't, even walking in the snow then, I couldn't, I got total Camden's fever because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even go out for a walk because all this snow and I was like, oh, it was, it was, so, it was actually. And at that point, I was coming to the realisation that, look, because although when someone says, oh, you might never run again, you think, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, no, but I'll be fine. Um, I was absolutely devastated. I'd just be, like, really upset loads. 
because you didn't have your like work's quite hard at the time I worked quite hard quite a lot and you need something to give you a release and I wasn't getting mm-hmm. getting to doing any exercise and then I started doing arm only swimming that, that I actually really I didn't like it but it was it was really good for me because you, you get like energy, like you get your exercise somehow yeah well, that's the thing when you're injured like that you know anyone who gets injured you can go stir crazy by not exercising but in your case yeah. at least yeah. mo- literally no and no light at the tunnel the tunnel just continuous yeah. i mean um when when did you start then to because obviously you've made a great recovery thankfully when did you start yeah. to get on the right path um, well it wasn't i was totally desperate so recently i went back to so the the consultant um radiology did this he was great um, he basically offered to see me on his NHS list to, to do an ultrasound just to review it because symptomatically it wasn't any better. Um, so I went through and he's like, look, yeah, it's regressed. Because it did improve, not symptomatically, but on the ultrasound. So by this stage you're talking about, so I stopped running. Like that was, I, see, I, just, I thought it was a bursitis, so I just kept on running, even though it was sore. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to get injected, it's going to be all fine. So I did that last run on the 4th of January, and then that was, yeah, it wasn't getting, wasn't, wasn't good at all. And then he mentioned, uh, he, he emailed some private consultants and he was like, like um, basically they were a surgeon. And he was like saying, oh, I've got this girl, uh, she's really struggling, we've tried these options, they're not working. Would you recommend surgery for her? And I was like, I'm not, I don't really, I really don't want surgery for my knee. And he also mm-hmm. mentioned something called shockwave. So then I googled shockwave, Sterling, shockwave, Edinburgh, shockwave, Glasgow. And this uh, lady popped up, so it's Helen Howe. Uh, who's an osteopath, and I was looking through her website, looking through her testimonials, I was like, this looks really good, and it's people who had, like, chronic, there's a, there a Kelly one that really stuck out, stuck out for me, and then a plantar fasciitis, mm-hmm. so I was looking through all this, and I was like, it was really, like, really good, like, oh, I've had this chronic pain for years and years, and I saw Helen a few sessions, and it's a lot better, it's changed my life, and I was like, I need, I need to get in touch with this woman, so I got in touch with her, and she was really busy, um, but then she said, she said, oh, she's, I, mean, I, I knew from the, she answered when she was on the phone with a patient, but I could tell, and she was like trying to put me on a wee bit, like saying, oh, I'm really busy, I'm not available for like three months. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, oh, sorry, three weeks, sorry. Um, and I was like, three weeks is nothing, I've been waiting the waiting here already for like five months, <laughs> for, and no improvement. So I was like, I was like, oh, no problem at all, and I was like, oh, when can you fit me in, blah, blah, So then she asked what I had, and I said, tell us no sex, and she's like, all right, can you email me over? any scans and I didn't have they didn't send me anything but I asked when I was in there to take a photo of the ultrasound screen oh, yeah. so luckily I had those so I sent them over to her and but she was like oh I can totally help you but it's really funny she, she hadn't actually treated that many patella tendons before but she treated loads of Achilles tendons mm-hmm. and I said like oh she didn't realise how difficult patella is to treat but she's, she's confident now she will because you know it's, you're always your like first really severe case but she's helped Nicola Duncan, who was really, really badly injured. Okay. So basically she said, yes, I'll definitely be able to help you. And basically she has. So she treated me. Lewis and I got married on the 25th of May last year. And I, I first saw her a week before. Um, and then I got a second treatment just two days before the wedding. And to be honest, for me, you're supposed to get three treatments like a week apart mm-hmm. initially to start off. Um, but to be honest, it was ideal timing for me because it meant I could stand the whole wedding. My wedding day, I was like pain free. That which wouldn't have happened. Like I wasn't able to wear the shoes I originally was going to wear. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to wear trainers. I was able to wear still like normal shoes, and it was absolutely unbelievable. And then we went on a honeymoon afterwards, for, like safari honeymoon. Okay. Um, and it was really bumpy, like super bumpy. It was so bumpy that like I had I've got like an Apple Watch that does your steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually said that we were doing like eighteen thousand steps and stuff. We weren't doing any steps. It was like, <laughs> from the bumpy of the bumpiness of the 
and that like that would have totally spoiled the honeymoon because I, my knee would have been cranky, it would have been hot, it would have been sore. Um, but it's so I like see when I was on that, I was like, this is amazing. I was like, this, and I, I knew then that even if I didn't get properly back competitively running, I knew that I wasn't going to have that pain that I had every day and all that kind of stuff. And so, it was absolutely unreal. It was, it was, I just feel really lucky that I found something like that because other than that, I would still be wallowing here, like not knowing. It sounds. And I might have gone for surgery, but. Well, it sounds, I mean, the timing sounds just perfect, and it sounds, oh, sounds fantastic. I, get, I mean, what? so what is Shockwave? Because for me, Shockwave sounds like, uh, yeah, well, Shockwave sounds like some, I assume it's um, ultrasound, you say? Yeah, no, it's, um, it's not really, it's basically like energy wave. Okay. Um, so there are two different types, there's like a radial and a focus. So when I first started with Helen, um, she only had the radial, but now she's got the focus, and that's, you don't feel the focus as much in certain areas. It's quieter, but it's the one that gets in deeper into your tissues. Okay. So focus, you can actually use to treat bone. Like if you had like a stress fracture or a stress reaction, you can actually use it to treat bone, um, which is, I think, is absolutely amazing. But basically, it creates like a, a wave, like a resonance in your body, and it stimulates healing by, well, it stimulates blood flow, which obviously helps healing, but it stimulates collagen synthesis. So... Like the important thing is that you can't just get shockwave on its own. Like you have to be on the proper rehab exercises. Okay. So I spent hours, like, well, basically at the start, I was going to the gym anyway. After I got these injections, I was going to the gym and doing like ex- like exercises. But then when I started getting back, like, treat like cross training, I was like, oh, I'm not going, to, like, I can't be really bothered going to the gym. Like you have to go up at like half five or something to do. Had time to go to the gym, do those exercises, and then go on the cross train as well. So I was like, well, I'd rather keep my aerobic fitness. So I got these like kettlebells from Aldi. And I started on like these low weight ones initially, but then I started doing two kettlebells on my foot and it's like you do isometric and isotonic exercises, do holds and stuff like that. But I'm just sitting on the kitchen table looking like a tea towel around my foot to cushion my foot from the you know, the kettlebell would obviously dig into your foot. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm just like sort of improvising but so I spent hours like I don't do I need to I don't need to do them anymore. But I have spent hours and I said this to people, I say like possibly days and rehabbing that knee. So you do it I do it twice a day. The exercises would they took about twenty, twenty five minutes each time. Um, but you just did it because you didn't mind because you knew you were getting better. And there was yeah. no question that you wouldn't, you wouldn't not. Well, we're on the honeymoon, actually. I, I couldn't, I stopped doing them and my knees started getting a bit worse. Mm. Um, so then I ended up like, filling up loads of water bottles and tying them into a plastic bag because it was actually, my knee was starting to kick off a wee bit. And when I got back here, I got shockwave and it just settled everything down. And it's, yeah, so basically when I saw Helen, she, she actually told me I could start back running. And I'd not been running for months. And I was like, I actually, I don't know what my face muscle looks like because I was like, I was like, what? And then, so basically, she's like, oh, just did like a jog, a minute jog, a minute walk. And it felt so weird because I'd never, I hadn't run for an absolute month. But you know, when you don't know what to do with your arm. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you know, get it? Uh, in fact, I don't, I, I don't know what Alyssa looks like. But um, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, I just like, it was, it was, it was really good. But yeah, and then you have to take it every second day. And it's really like slow progression. Like, you only up just a wee bit. But yeah, it was, it was absolutely amazing. It was. And so I, I, it's just it's just one of those things that I don't want people not to know. Like if people are in a similar situation and are facing the the, the prospect of not being like being off running for ages or never running again, I don't want people to be in that situation that I was in. It was absolutely terrible. Yeah, it sounds like I mean, well, certainly a game changer for you. We've seen the results since then. So are you still getting shockwave, or is that something? Is a once off and that well a, a session a set of visits sorts you out, or do you have to go back regularly? Yeah, that's a good session. Okay. Um, no, so basically you get you, you get you get a concentrated sort of block of treatment, so you just take it as you feel, but then you extend the interval out. Mm-hmm. Um, so initially I was getting it like every sort of couple of weeks, and then you space it out a wee bit. 
but it depends sometimes so my left leg still isn't I think it's a protective thing like it's not it's not the same as my right leg yet it sounds a bit, a bit weird but that, that, that leg that, that leg is a bit weaker so like I've had calf issues like I tore my calf back in September again the, the shot we dealt with that I've still got like a niggly Achilles sometimes um, so I do go every probably about every month now to get shockwave but it's, I think it's just because I don't think most people would need that. I think it's just because my training is progressing like uh, like a lot. It's like I think, oh, I'm going to be there by this time, but then it's progressing a lot faster than even I could have hoped. And yeah, it's just I think that's one of the complicating factors. I don't think I'd need it as much if I wasn't getting faster. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess if you're increasing your load as well, you uh, it's, yeah, it makes yeah. sense to take it. No, that's yeah. great. No, that's that is a really it's a great story. And it's great that you've you've come back from what is quite a dark place actually. <laughs> Okay, so that was a fantastic interview again. Tom, thank you again, Morag, for that. Really good. And we'll hear the second part next week. So, excellent. So, right. right, Where are we now, Tom? We're going to crack on with some race results. Yeah, let's do it. So, do you know what? We're suddenly hitting a time of year where there seems to be a lot of races on the go. There was, and there's there's quite a lot of midweek results. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to keep up with all the results, especially, you know, the midweek, the midweek ones and the weekend ones. And so apologies, folks, if we don't announce uh, all the results, but we'll do our best to, um, yeah, find them and, and to, yeah, tell you all about them as well. So the first one we had, we spoke about the Preston Die Hill race, the Dumbarton 10K. That was on this weekend, I believe. Thursday or, last week. Was it? Oh, it was Thursday. Okay. Um, so we had quite a. Uh, I think I've, so I have got, got the actual. Yeah, results, I've, I've managed to find the actual results just now, actually. So yeah. we had. Uh, it was Luke a go. Uh, oh, yeah, win for Luke Trainer, twenty nine fifty five. All right, that's a speedy time. And then second place was Craig Ruddy, so fresh from his uh, London Marathon result at. Uh, I think he did a two twenty at London. Um, Thirty-one thirty, so maybe a little, maybe a little bit. Certainly a bit of marathon he's got still in those legs, no doubt. And third place, any idea who third place was, Tom? So third place was a junior. It was Lewis Rayburn of Shelton Hires in thirty-two fourteen, which is hell impressive for a for a junior runner. So that's great to see. How old uh, was defined junior? Does it just say under twenty or? It just says junior. All right, Oof. he could be 10, he could be 18, who knows. Yeah, we well done, Lewis, good run. Yeah, and we had, uh, in the women's side, we had Finola Ross, 34.02, Elspeth Curran, 34.29, Annabelle Simpson, 35.15, so quite close with the women there. And uh, yeah, what about the vets? Do you know who the top vets were? So on the top vets, the first vet on the male side was David Miller, Irvin Running Club in 33.09. The first female vet was, bear with me, Anne Robin, Bella Houston Roadrunners in 38.39. Aye. Speedy. Yeah, Jeez. very good. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a, it looks to be, it's part, so that's the second of the, the, the Babcock series. So it was, I think we've had Helensburg already, this was Dumbarton. I think the last one's Shelston. Is that right? Uh, yes, I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah okay. Good. So we also had Down by the River 10K as well on in the week at the weekend, I believe. We did, so quite, yeah. Again, some 
fairly speedy results. We had uh, Fraser Stewart, who was the winner. Course record as well, I believe, in 31-49. Colin Riley, Cambus Lang as well, 32-46. Ian Reid, first veteran as well, and 33-07. So we then, also David Miller was running that, that event as well. So geez, oh, he's been fairly cracking on with the races. Uh, first female was Mary McCutcheon, 39-35. And second female was Kirsty O'Brien, 42-02. Third female and first vet was Deborah Cummer, unattached, in 42-25. And first vet was, well, that, she was the first vet, but first female V60 is one that I always like to see. They're quite good, these results. They're fairly, comp- they're easy enough to make out who's who. Was uh, Erica Christie, first female 60, and first male 60 was Des Dixon, 39.53. So well done to Des. So that's the, have you done that result, that race before, Tom? I haven't, no. It was on, it's one on my radar that I've been quite keen to do, but never, um, yeah, it's never really lined up with the calendar. Is it on trail? I thought it was on trail. Or is it like really flat, but maybe no, a little bit of trails all on road? Or? I thought it was like canal side. Ah, okay. So probably it's quite, if it's on the canal, I'm sure there's a few humps and bumps along the, ra- along the race sure, as well. Yeah, I'm mm. sure. Ah. So other okay. results kicking about this weekend. There was one that came to mind. Now, I don't really know what. So the name of the race is the Recycle Reuse Trail Race. And it looks to be in, uh, in it's a Fife race. I don't actually know much about it, but the name of it would suggest it's a I don't know, it's a green friendly race. So anyway, it's uh, cool to see a, a trail race on there. No sp- specified distance, so I guess it's just a, a arbitrary length, which is cool. But racing, so that was won by Stephen Hogarth uh, in 29:02. Second place was Stuart McDonald, Kirkcaldy Wizards in 32:05, and third was Mike Murdoch, Falkland Trail Runners in 32:20. Women. Megan Smith for the win, Christopher AC in 32-31. Second place was Hayley Marshall, Falkland Trail Runners in 32-43. And in third, Kellyanne Muir in Kirkcaldy Wizard, sorry, 33-13, which is cool. Uh, another race that is cool, that um, I've got the results, but I'm really struggling to decipher them in terms of who's who. But it's a race I think we should talk about because it's cool, is the Scottish Islands Peaks Race. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's, uh, I'd love to do this race. So, for listeners who don't know, this is a race where you involve sailing and running. So, there's a run. Um, you essentially, it involves running at, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, um, running at Oban, running on, sailing to Mull, running on Mull, sailing yeah. to Jura, running on Jura, then sailing to Arran, running on Arran. And that's I think right. Aaron, it's the, the Paps of Jura... It's Goatfell and... Ben Moore. Ben, ben Moore, Moore on. that's it. Yeah. So it's, I think it's, it's around about three to four days. Um, so each team consists of five. I think it's usually two runners and three sailors. Um, I think there's also like an all-rounders class for sailors that can run or, or runners that can sail. And a class for the use as well. So, yeah, um, I, I've never done it, but it's, it's something I'd love to do. I think it's usually... You know the weather can be can can be a hit or a miss, and I think there's been times it's been cancelled. But uh, yeah, pretty cracking cracking wee race. Maybe yeah. if we know any sailors out there, if they want some 
whippersnappers, feel free to contact Tom and I. And we'll, I've heard, uh, you know, I've heard it's brutal. I've heard it's brutal because you can run it in pairs. You, you can't, I think, you run it in pairs. You can probably run it in larger teams as well, I think. Anyway, the difficulty is you're if the if it's windy, you can have the boat is obviously traveling quickly. Your sail your sailing time's reduced, so that means your recovery between your runs is reduced. Equally, if you have a calm day, you can get a lot of recovery, but you're not really I guess you're not really sleeping so much in the boat. And I think you're looking at you know you know as you say even the quick guys are running for ten hours, so it's a lot of running on pretty tough terrain. So you you say we're up for it. I need to you know. You you'd probably be up for it. I need to get into serious shape for this. This is a it's a massive event. Oh yeah yeah well it's uh it's heaps of but I don't know who do you know who won it this year? Well that's why I'm a bit confused. I've got the results in front of me, but it seems to be from each leg. Now it looks like the first boat back to uh the first boat back I think was a boat in well in various classes anyway. But the, from what I can see, there's a vessel called the Bequia. Okay. Which was first back, and in their boat it looks to be Stuart Malcolm and Katrina Morrison running. Oh, okay. Katrina Morrison's uh, I think she used to be a a triathlete, um, she's now turned hill runner too. I think so could be wrong. Inter- but... It's very interesting. So they were the looks like they had the quickest time on Goat Fell. They also had the uh, where are we? Where are we? Anyway, the results are pretty confusing, actually, so I can't give much more than that. But any listeners who did it, give us a shout, maybe shed some more light on the results would be uh, be really interesting. And actually, we didn't even talk about it last week. It seems to have... We must have missed it on the fixture list. Oh, we must have, yeah. Well, it's a, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's, it's kind of like... It's like a triathlon, isn't it? It's a little bit yeah. of something... A, a different discipline of, of sports. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so do you, I, suppose, I suppose now that we're we're going overseas, do you want to? Will we mention uh, Manchester? Go for it. So we had the Great Manchester run on this weekend. Did you watch any of it, Tom? No, I didn't. No, I, it was, I, I, I didn't get the chance to watch it myself. Actually, I was too busy caught up in a barbecue, unfortunately. So the winner was Jacob Kiblimo. Twenty-seven thirty, so yeah, pretty pretty speedy time there, and I'm just trying to get the result. Decipher the results are horrendous for the you know when you're looking through them on the Great Run page. Eob Faniel was second in twenty-eight twenty-four, Antonio Abadia was third in twenty-eight thirty-nine, and I think the first Brit was Nick Gulab Belgrave Harriers in twenty-four twenty-eight forty-two. In terms of the ladies, I'm not sure who the winner was. Just give me one second. Helen Obiri, 31-23. Rutiaga, 31-44. And Edna Kiplagat in 32-34. Steph Twelve was the first Brit, first Scott as well, um, in 32-41. So good result for Steph. Uh, Finola McCormack was second, Brit for 32-43, and Lauren Hayes was third, 33-17. Mary McLennan was also running, so yeah, we've had her on the show, so again, listen back to some of the episodes, you can hear from Mary, uh, she's had a fantastic season so far, so in 33-53, so well done to Mary. Do you know anyone else running? I don't, no, no. I don't know anyone else running. 
But if uh, yeah, it's the, it's another it's one of the great runs stronger events. I think it's one that they seem to support a bit more. And they, I guess yeah, we talked a bit about great run last week. So yeah, perfect. Other results: Goat Fell on the weekend. Have you run Goat Fell before? I haven't actually. I'd love to do it though. Yeah. So that was on that was on the weekend. That was won by Elliot Sedman Conethi in one twenty thirty one. Second place Thomas Callan Westerlands in one twenty one thirty three, and third place was Central AC's Matthew Sutherland in one twenty four ten. So good going there. And the women, if I can find it. So on the women's side, Zoe Harding, uh, Edinburgh University, Heron Hounds, first in 137.11. Second place, Jill Maikura, Carnethy in 137.54. And third place was Catherine Joanne McPhail of the Ansel Haddies in 142.53. Do you know what, right? I'll, this one this comes to mind now. We've slagged off some results pages like Great Run and some people who don't even put the results up. The Scottish Hill Racing website is absolutely spot on for results. You can filter on sex and you can filter on age category. So I can quite quickly tell you that the first uh, V40 was also, who we've already mentioned him, Elliot Sedman. The first M50 was Adam Anderson, Hartfell HRC in 133.20. And I can probably even get you the first uh, M60, which was Andrew Fox from... Glossopdale in 147.03. Yeah. Easy money. Easy. Easy. In fact, in right. fact, I tell you what, there was actually even a 70-year-old, Max McFarlane, kudos to Max from Kilbarkin, who ran 318.45. <laughs> and because we are not, uh, because we su- were, support, we're not uh, sexist on here, F40, Jill Mycura, we've already mentioned her, was first for uh, F40 and F50, Veronica Oldham, Cosmics, 143.14. Look at that, eh? Fantastic. Well done, uh, Veronica as well. Representing the North well. Fantastic. Right, so what else have we got then? We've got a fair bit of other news as well, Tom, we, we should sure, yeah. track on and speak about. There so, also, before we want that, results-wise, <laughs> the... Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Be here all day. <laughs> the Canoe Hill race. I can't find them. I've been the looking canoe. for them this afternoon and I can't find the results. I've got the website, but the, we'll go... If you did the Canoe Hill race, sorry, we're not giving you a shout-out, but we'll have a wee read of it for next week. Yeah. Well... Let's just stay with results then, because there's a few. I'm, I'm just going to crack on some notable results overseas, uh, literally overseas this time, not not across the the mainland uh, in England. We had uh, what do we have? We had in Los Angeles. We had the USATF Distance Classic. So Neil Gurley was running the 800 meters, 148. Josh Kerr, Storm and Run. Um, we talked about this last week. Did we? You talked. I think you talked. Yeah, we talked about it with a. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we talked about this last no, week. No, we didn't. Didn't it be that? I'm sure we did. The 16th. Right, okay. Thursday Sorry, night. No, no, no. Okay. I, think, I beg your pardon. I think that was another race. I think that was Andy Butchert's um, 5K. Uh, maybe, he did that a couple was, of yeah. days before. Okay, Jeez, I, stand, so, I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah. You just sit down and eat your whatever you're eating. Uh, okay, so we had Josh Kirk, 1328, sixth all time. First uh, debut as well at, at the 5K. So what what do you make of that result, then, Tom? I think that's fantastic. I mean, that is seriously quick. I mean, I, you think about how 
were sort of absolutely praising all the guys, and rightly so, at the National 5K running, you know, low 14s. But, this, okay, he's on a track, Josh. But to see Josh, first time, knockout that sort of time. And Chris O'Hare as well, right behind so him. that's it. That's tenfold time. And he also beat his best. So he's in, uh, his best was 13.42. 13, so that's 10 seconds almost off his time. So he's slowly creeping towards that. Scottish record that Andy Butchett's got. I mean, okay, he's got another 15 seconds in there, or at least a little bit more than that. But uh, it's he's get yeah, he's tight. Great to see that types that sort of times in in Scotland. So, do you think Chris O'Hare is stepping up to the 5K now? It he's, looks I, to be it. He's, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, he's getting a little bit older, you know, and I think if he was to Try his hand at a little bit of a longer distance, 5k, even 10k's. I think it would be be good to see what how we can, what he can do. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, so that was the main one that I wanted to to speak about really. And um, there was a couple other track events. There was the Loughborough International. So the, being specific to the the sort of longer distances, we had Alistair Hay. Uh, so he came fifth in the race in 8:16. Mike Deason was also representing uh, Scotland in the the steeplechase, 3K steeplechase. So that was a 9-11. Um, and in the women's side, just a couple of notable ones. In the distance races, we had Philippa Millage, 207, fourth place. Uh, Kerry McCangus, 423. Naomi Lang uh, was running as a guest. She did pretty well in 429. Uh, 3,000 was on as well. Um, and that was a... Uh, Eloise Walker, nine twenty nine. So there's a few, there's some some uh, some results for for everyone to listen to on their runs. Very good. So are we finished on um, results? Should we move on to some sort of over wider results and news? Yes, let's do that then. So um, there's a couple there. Actually, I'm going to leave the two of the longer ones to you as the the ultra uh, podcast correspondent. But um, one that I'll, I can talk about is the the win for Andy Douglas this weekend at, if I can pronounce it, Trofano Sego. Uh, yeah, that's right. I think he also did a, a vertical kilometre as well the night before, and he ended up winning that too. So that's a cracking result for Andy. He just shows he's, he's getting back into it. I know he had a few niggles at the start of the year. So, yeah, congratulations. And that yeah, result, well done. That's really good. And I, I, from from what I understand, I'm no expert, but I think it's a, it's a, a pretty stacked field. And actually, someone sent me a photo this afternoon. I don't have my phone on me to show you. Someone sent me a screenshot of the podium, and Andy's like absolutely loving it, laughing. And the guy <laughs> next to him who's in second is crying. Is he? <laughs> yes. We'll have to get that shared. Yeah. Good so, guy. Uh, Andy, oh. so well done, Andy. That's, re- I mean, that's amazing to win a VK and then the next day rock up and win the. I say rock up, I'm sure he was lined up properly for it, but to win a to win an international race like that, he's obviously in, in very strong form. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh well, that's good to see. So sticking to the hills, we um you know I think this kind of stems into more international or UK news. Uh, we had Nikki Spinks who who's been in the press recently by you know completing crazy endeavours. So she just completed the double Paddy Buckley round in a total time of 57 hours and 27 minutes, uh, which is, you know, incredible to, 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 you know, for her age. And, um, and, and she's the only person to ever run a double on all these routes, uh, which is pretty amazing, to be honest. Uh, 
She did a double Ramsey round in July 2018 and a double Bob Graham in 2016. So, uh, yeah, incredible to to see to see her doing that. So it's a it's a fairly it's a classic North Wales challenge. Um, I'm not sure what the elevation. Oh, in fact, I do. It's 56,000 feet of elevation ascent, uh, 94 peaks. So obviously that's uh, two laps she's doing. So 47 peaks, uh, individual peaks, and completing them twice. And uh, yeah, 122 miles, which is crazy, yeah. That's crazy. So she's now done. So that's the Welsh equivalent of the Ramsey, which is the, and which is the ultimately both. You know, then you've got the English is the Bob Graham. So she's now done. She's the only wow, only person to run the double on all those routes. Blimey. Yeah. So that's there you absolutely go. Yeah. Incredible. Crazy. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And she's 51 years old. You know, she's. Just you know, no spring chicken, but uh, she can still grind the, grind these races, these runs out, and these, you know, and you look at the pictures as well. It's, it's not that easy climbs, you know. They're not. It's raining. I don't think the conditions were great uh, in the weekend at the weekend, but uh, yeah, incredible to see someone doing doing something like that. Um, so yeah, remarkable stuff. So we also. Closer to home, I say closer to home, um, with one of our other Scottish athletes is uh, Finlay Wild, who's numerous Ben Nevis winner, and uh, he ended up um, smashing a couple of records as well. So he broke it's two Snowdonia mountain running records, so again, staying in Wales, and they were the Snowdon Horseshoe fastest known time, and then he followed that one up by Probably the, the the latter one's more remarkable um, by breaking the fabled 30-year-old record for the Welsh 3000ers, which was set by uh, Scottish hill running legend Colin Donnelly in 1988. So wow. yeah, that's um, that's 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 been been gone. That's been on for a fairly long time. So I'm just gonna go to that one. So that was uh, what was his time. It's time. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't an ultra as such. Um, this one, he broke the record by nine seconds, nine nine minutes. So his time was four hours and ten seconds. Four, sorry, four hours ten minutes forty eight seconds, and Colin's time was four hours and nineteen minutes. Um, which a lot of people, you know, for for that period of time, there'd been a few people attempting that, but. You know, Colin Donnelly was a legend back in the day in terms of hill running, mountain running, cross country. He was just fantastic, and he's still competing to this day. So it's great to see him doing so well. Um, so yes, yeah, so that that was that run was it was 14 Welsh 3,000 foot peaks, which covered over 35 kilometres and 2,700 metres of ascent. So yeah, amazing stuff. So well done. The Snowdon Horseshoe one. Um, so this was. Uh, held by S. Tresider uh, in 2009. And actually, the guy who I went to the World Traveling Championships, Gareth Hughes, he ended up holding the record as well. So Finlay's broken that record, uh, 123 to... to well, the previous record was 123, and Finlay uh, smashed it in 120. So amazing. Amazing. Yeah, so they, I mean, these to see these records tum, you know, tumbling is just incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I mean, a lot of people are, oh, it's not a race, but 
you try and run these races and it's a it's a challenge and to, to get a I suppose it's like a time trial, isn't it? It's um it's just another it's just another aspect of of running that you can tap into and and, and uh, challenge yourself uh, against as well, you know. So yeah, great great result. Well done, guys. Nice. I think we are pretty much uh, done on results then. In ter- but while we're speaking about races, uh, there's a couple of well, we've got a shout out and a competition actually. So the first one, the shout out. Um, I'm going to put my club hat on and say the Metro Aberdeen Beach 10K is coming up, and it is an absolutely fantastic flat 10K race. It's on. It's on the Aberdeen Prom. Aberdeen Prom. Sorry, it's a. It's it's a. It's a solid field. It's a really good PB opportunity. So it's coming up in a few weeks' time. It's on. Uh, Friday night on the let me get the date right. Friday the seventh of June at seven p.m. Now, we put up a post about this last week. I see there's a bunch of Motherwell lads coming up for that, so shout out to them who are who are coming up to run that. That's cool. It's uh yeah, it's good. I'll be down there maybe running. I'm not sure if Kyle will be floating about, but it's uh it's a good race. One that uh it's a really it's a really good club race. So that's shout out number one. The Beach 10K if you're in the northeast or further afield and you fancy a fast 10K. Well, absolutely. So the other one we're going to give a shout out to is again fairly close to home is the West Hill 10K. Um, so I've, I did it in the first inaugural year, and it was it's a great wee race. Um, the you know it's it's supported. It's it's, a, it's the race itself. It's um, you know a lot of the, the the fees get fed back into the community. So a really good one to support. A good local race um, and entirely not for profit, which is amazing um so this one it's on sunday the 23rd of june and it starts at 10 a.m so go on to the resultsbase.net and search for west hill 10k or google west hill 10k and you'll you'll check you can see the website and um, so you can enter online but before you enter online we are going to hold a competition aren't we tom and it's going to be indeed. what's it going to be we we liken you like what is it? You like the comment and share it, or so if you if you find this week's post. In fact, we were if you, we're going to put up a dedicated post for this. So we have post about the West Hill 10K. Like it and share it, and you will be entered into the competition. And we will Thanks. then draw one listener's name from the hat who will win the. Well, we'll draw three. Sorry, three listeners' names from the hat who will run for. And they will represent TRS at the they, West Hill 10K. They will. So if you do win, you can uh, your team name can be taught and running shorts. How about <laughs> that? Eh? Exactly. Oh, so that's fantastic. that's all good. Um, otherwise, I'm going to do another plug actually. Middle of July, after 10K. That's another one that's coming up. It's a great. It, it's looking like a really really great race. It's the it's an it's the first one, the inaugural after 10K. So um, yeah, if you want to run past Kyle's house, throw some bog roll at it or chap door. <laughs> in fact, it's the want. ultimate. It's the ultimate way to play chap door run. You run <laughs> past Kyle's house, ring the door. If you've got that, would be amazing. Hundreds of people running and ringing your doorbell. You'd be going mental. You'll also be going the wrong way as well, because of course. Waking up Kyle's newborn baby, causing yeah. him a world of pain. <laughs> God, I hope I'm not by then. Jeez. That's something, Chapdoor Run, that's a throwback. Did you used oh, to play Chapdoor Run? We called it Chapadori. All right, Chap. Yeah. I, we, well, we call it Chappy, but yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I was pretty good, I never got caught. I think it's because you're but quick. I, the, the, in fact, I did get caught one time because I forgot. 
I chapped on a door, I went back the same way that I chapped, chapped on another door. <laughs> like, you little bastard, get here, come here now, I know your mum, I'm going to tell your mum, and that was it. John used to make me laugh, as you used to, like, looking back, you play a game like that, and you'd have, like, A, you'd send some kid who can't run for toffee to go knock on some <laughs> angry man's door. And, like, also, how angry people get, like, if someone did it to my house, Maybe it's different when it happens. I can't imagine myself going that mental. Like some people, you think you'd, you think you'd, they'd stolen your car, their car or something. Going mental. Back then, it was everyone did it though. You know. Oh, everyone did it. You it know, like, if it happened now, you'd just be like, "Well, I remember the, that day." You know. You maybe. also thought you would, you felt maybe this shows a this is not, not exactly such a hardcore upbringing. You you feel like you're breaking the law. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Absolutely bricking yourself to go and knock on someone's door and bolt. <laughs> oh, oh God! Man. Right, well, bit of a divergence there. What? I think we're we're kind of almost done, are we? Well, we're missing rants. Oh, we've got any rants, though. Well, did we talk about the one about the virtual race farce? I don't think we have. We did. We we spoke about that. Was that you and Fraser, maybe? When Fraser used them all up. Yeah, yeah, you saw. No rants. idea. I mean, we like to ration them. Jesus. All right, Kyle, give us a rant. Tommy, I found a rant. You'll be pleased to know I found one, and it's race numbers. When did it become compulsory for a race number to be about five millimetres thick? Okay, thick, not thick. This BHGE, this BHGE number is like a bit of stiff cardboard. The Gary Road races were the same, and they were about A3 size. Bring back flimsy wafer-thin race numbers. Anon. So, anonymous. So I think... I think that's a good rant, actually, because race numbers, the great run ones are getting quite big as well. Why, you know, they, why are they so big then? Like, what, what's for, the point? Is it for it sponsors? Be, it, or for is it, it must be. Is it to fill the, the, the details in the back of your race number? I guess so. Do, all right, here's, be honest, Kyle, do you fill the, 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 the details on the back? No. So I that you know and that's a terrible admission. I, I if I'm doing a major if I'm doing a marathon or a half or something I've I've got my number in advance for I'll do it. But to be honest, when I f- pick up a number on the day, this is a terrible admission. But right. on a five k yeah. or ten k, I'm not going to do it. I, I, and it's just that's laziness, and I'm I'm quite ashamed saying it out loud. But that I don't. I, I should. I'm do. the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I said it pretty pretty quickly, but I do know I should do it. I, I you know, you just. It's, I think it's because no one checks. You know, no one. I know you. People, you, sh- you shouldn't have to have somebody to check, but it's not. Okay, I've got to watch how I say this. It's has anyone or will anyone be at the end check your note? If your if your details aren't on the back, then you're, you're well, getting a DQ. Guess... If that's the case, then I would definitely do it every time because I don't want to be, have that risk. But I know it's. But sure, the, the bigger risk is something bad happens to exactly, you, and, yeah. they, and they they don't know that you've got. Uh, that you've got, you know, you've you've got really bad guts. Exactly, yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't know that you you. I did, you know, you know what I mean. I mean, that's the yeah. that's the that is the 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 issue. I I don't know. I think the not the other thing with bib numbers is I think that obviously with chips coming on them, which I think is cool, that does make them a bit bigger. But you know, what I hate is I really am not a big fan of getting my number through the post because some of them. Well, actually, no. Let me ref- no no. I, that's totally wrong. I like getting my number through my post post. What I don't like getting to the post is a T-shirt. So the yeah. big, the G B H A B H G 10K, Baker Hughes 10K, let's call it. They insist on sending out their numbers with a, 
with a t-shirt in the pack. And the result is your number is absolutely like just crumpled up to bits. Yeah. And I'm not but, I mean, give me a t-shirt say, at the finish. Just give it to me at the finish. Why can you not just get your number at the start of the race? Yeah, well, I guess it's logistically. It's probably easier for them to hand it out. But the t-shirt is because they want everyone to wear the t-shirt. But would it not cost the a lot? Would it not also cost a lot of money to post all million, thousands of Yeah, true. Like I, I would just pick them up. Save save your put that money towards a charity or something or Yeah. Some or put it in the, the right. club or put it back into your race or something. Yeah, would, that's a good point. Or decent yeah. goodie bags, yeah. The, the goodie bags, that's a rant. They might have, all right, fill your boots then. Goodie bags. Might, right, goodie bags. Like I think we might have already mentioned this, but like, who wants Pantene Pro V sample sashes <laughs> in your think... bag? Like, who wants that? Who's well, the one that gets the one that gets me is how many how many joint A sashes does one man need? <laughs> My joints are in great shape. How many dude wipes do you need in your <laughs> packet as well? I got one of them in my uh, bag one time. It was called a dude wipe. So basically, should... it's it's if you after a run you wipe yourself down, and I was like, oh my god. Like, but you know what though? They need to just. What do you want? You want a Mars bar. And a bottle of water. That is what you want. Okay, if you're a fancy race, you might be able to say, "Here's a protein drink and a recovery protein bar." But ultimately, you want a, you. A, if someone handed me a can of Coke, I'd be happy with it. Yeah. Something you know, something just to, you know, okay, not a can of Coke. A bottle of Active Root would be the the dream. But what we want is just something to eat and something to drink. We don't want all this sh- shite. And I'm telling you, no, surely people aren't buying these products off the back of it. That must cost Pantene a Pro-V. An absolute fortune. <laughs> and also, Pants like, are not making money off that. Surely, oh, no. nah, surely not. Like, and also the all the leaflets you get in the the goodie bags. Jesus, like, yeah, that is ridiculous. I don't, I don't want a discount code for, I don't know, like five percent off. Uh, I, I, I don't know, like a gym membership for, I don't know, like Cannons or or Nuffield or all these. It's a waste places. of paper. Like, ah, it's just. Nah, it's not for me. But. There's so much rubbish in goodie bags, and I don't. And they need to, they need to sort of, um, simplify it a bit more. Like Back fair enough, if it's something that you're gonna use, like maybe like a free gym or a free swim pass or like a free day pass to like uh, some, you know, like that. That's that's worth a lot. That's quite good for people who live there or even the locals here who are maybe at a race and they want a shower. That I think that's quite a good incentive. That's a good thing to put in a goodie bag. But some of the other stuff you get, jeez, oh. Yeah, there's a bit of crap in there. I mean, I don't mind when you see race organizer handing out their flowers at the end of a race because if you don't take one, you don't get one. But it's when you get the, you get back home from a race and you're emptying your bag and you've got a bag full of rubbish, and it all goes straight in the bin, or you've got to you've got to sift through to put the paper in the recycling. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's not for me, Tom. No, it's not. I was gonna. There was something else that came to mind, and I can't remember what it was in terms of ranting. I can't remember what it was. Okay, it'll come back to me and I'll save it for next week. Save it, it for do, next week. It was week. to do with something about races, but we'll we'll come back to it. So, yeah. So there we go. Thank you, the our anonymous anonymous man for the race numbers. We agree they are far too big. We want small paper numbers. Actually, one. This is not what I was thinking, but on the subject of race numbers, do you know what really gets me? Fannies who insist on putting their race numbers on their shorts. You're not doing a triathlon, <laughs> mate. You're at a running race. Put it on your vest, on your on your chest, where it's supposed to, on your bottom of your vest. That's where it's supposed to be. You can put it on your if you put it on your back. Mm, okay, if you've got a V40, that's fine. You know that's supposed to be there. But 
You see these guys putting on their shorts. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm that is it. ridiculous. I, I'm, I, I've, I've... I don't, wait, if you're wearing a rucksack at an ultra event, oh, I get it. There we go. That was There we go. Say. That's I've... fine. But I, honestly, there's people at Baker Hughes doing it recently, and they're in, a, they're in vest and shorts. No, you're not wearing a race vest. Is that like as bad sh- as you know, wearing shites? I think it's worse. I think yeah. it's worse. Yeah. Why would you put on your shorts? <laughs> you should be. If you've if you've got long enough shorts on that you can put a number on them, your shorts are too long. <laughs> you should be putting a pair of racing splits. Oh man. Oh, it's this one. I think I might have another one. Thinking about save the it. London. Save it. Okay. Right. We'll we'll save it then. Yes, there's one. We, we, we've just see, I've just noticed it. We haven't spoke about this one, but we'll we'll speak about it next week then. Oh, okay. But yeah, everyone, get your rant, rants in. Don't be shy. No holes barred at TRS. And uh, yeah, email us. You can get us on Facebook and Twitter. So our email address is tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Twitter handle is tartanshorts, at tartanshorts that is. And Facebook is... What is it? Tarn Running Shorts, isn't it? Just type that in the search yeah. option and you'll you'll see us. So as always, folks, make sure that you subscribe to us, download our podcast, review us on iTunes, and uh, yeah, just we'll, we enjoy doing what we're doing and we'll keep doing it if you guys keep following us and keep listening, hopefully. So I've got two things on that. One, I've had, we've had a bunch of requests to go on Spotify because apparently if you have a fancy Garmin that has music on it you can stream spotify from your watch that's an absolutely <laughs> cool thing to do we will get we, we i'm looking at it now how do we get trs on spotify uh number two we talked a bunch about sponsorship we're we're going to put someone we'll pull someone together we're going to start pushing that harder a few a few people have been sent us some messages and stuff about that so it's uh we're going to put together some kind of plan document for listeners to look at and understand why we're chasing it because it's uh, i think it's a good thing to share yeah, I think that'd, that'd be great. Yeah, so we'll we'll get that over this week. Hopefully, I I think I've got a template. I have to share with you, Tom. Give because that I'm here. just we I, I feel we should give listeners a heads up on what we're doing before they suddenly hear at the start of the show going Kyle going. If you <laughs> if you've got if you've got trouble with uh with blisters on your feet, you should try compete. compete. <laughs> it won't be compete. I can tell you that right now, but. When we start going down that road of selling our souls, it's uh, it's for good reason, and we want the listeners to understand why. Yes, I I completely agree with you, Tom. Yeah, it's funny when you listen to some of these American uh, sponsors, and they're just you, you know that they hate doing saying it, but they they really get into it though. Yeah, exactly. It's it's brilliant, but we'll try and get into it if we have to. There's but... n- there's nothing better than when you finish your run about the sweet sweet taste of. SIS. <laughs> oh man. Or more. Or, or or it might be some medical stuff. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Try some glucosamine, and your joints will improve tenfold. Good knowledge. I know. It's all right. Yeah. Glucosamine. That's good. That's why I take. I think it's good. Yeah. It's glucosamine. Yeah. All right. It's good for endurance runners. We should talk Take about that sometime. We should have a discussion on multivitamins and supplements because that's something I know nothing about. And I'm, I, I keep people keep telling me you should be taking iron or you should be doing this or you should be taking this. So let's talk about supplements. Yes, we, we 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 can get an expert in the field to talk about that. Eh? We can do, yeah. I don't think we, we should be, be talking about. It. No, <laughs> we tell, we take Viagra. <laughs> no. and stuff. Yeah, we are not doctors. <laughs> yeah, Viagra. 
Oh, What's, I'm talking about running performance. Mate. <laughs> uh, anyway, right. Ramble on, right. We're rambling away again. Have a good, have a good week, listeners. Enjoy your. Hope you get some good miles in. See you. Bye. Later. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>